Hey everyone, before we get started, we wanted to send a quick message y'all's way. We wanted to thank everyone so much for sticking with us for these past six months that we've been working on uh, season one of Weekly Grill. And so, uh, thank you, first and foremost. And we're sorry about the wait uh, for episode 10. However, uh, we appreciate your patience and hope that y'all enjoy it just as much as we have. Yeah, we really enjoyed making this first season of the Weekly Grill, and we're hoping that we'll enjoy making more and more content for you guys. So sit back, relax, do whatever you normally do whenever you're listening to our podcast, and uh, please enjoy. Have fun. What's up, everybody? My name is Drew. And I'm Trevor. And this is The Weekly Grill, your favorite comedy podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with food or the culinary arts. So we've been working on this finale for a while now, and uh, it's hard to believe that it's finally here. That we are finally recording this son of a gun. It's been, <laughs> it's been what over a month that we've yeah. been trying to put this episode together. You know, we've been planning and planning and calling each other and calling each other. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I mean, most episodes do take a while to make. Like, don't get me wrong with that, but for whatever reason, this episode we've like had ideas and then waited on them and then started over and started over and started, we've like reformatted this show so but we wanted it to ways. be good you know? exactly yeah we want to go out on a bang um if you haven't realized by now um should be pretty obvious but if not uh, a news flash we uh this will be the final episode of our first season of this show um we're going to be taking a break yes a break i know you know that we've this has turned more into the monthly grill than the weekly grill. However, uh, we are just taking a break for creative sake. We're going to come back with the season two. It's going to be a little bit different, quite mm-hmm. a bit different, actually, um, with hopefully a lot of exciting things in store. But, we d- yeah, we've definitely learned a, a ton from doing this season. I'd say we learned far more from doing this than when we uh, had our, our beta version in high school. Oh, yeah. This we put a lot more time into, a lot more effort, and uh, got a lot more feedback from you guys as well. And since we kind of have stuck to a generalized format for this first season, we're super excited to start season two and basically change up a lot. And uh, and it's, it should be pretty interesting. And we hope that you guys check it out at least once we yeah. get to, to that point. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And... We also, like like Drew said, we appreciated y'all's feedback throughout this whole process that we've been doing this season of the show, um, and we'd like to continue to get it. Um, you yeah. know, like like we just said, we're going to be changing probably a lot of things about this show. So if there's something you like, if there's something that you didn't like about the show, let us know, and we might keep some things, and we might get rid of some things, and uh, it's really just kind of a free for all. 
So any any input that y'all have, we'd appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. You can uh you can uh tell us in person or you can comment in our very busy com we do read through all our, our comments. So uh have we ever gotten a comment? Yeah. No, we have. We have actually. That's what we should have a segment on is go through our, our most interesting comments <laughs> out of the three that we have. Yeah. That that episode would take like five minutes. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've, we, we do have a pretty chock-full episode stored for you guys. Um, Trevor, why don't you go through our agenda? Yeah, so uh, we're going to be hitting this episode up with uh, a new segment that we're going to do. And then following that, we, got, um, we have an award show. That's, that's right. going to be kind of a reflection piece over these past 10 episodes where we're going to go through some of our favorite moments uh, from recording this show. And then we're going to end with um, a final segment that is also new in format and hopefully should be a bit interesting. So we'll see what that's going to be like and then we'll just wrap it up from there and give us all a, done. give you guys a little taste of season two at the end. Exactly. Of this. Ho- yeah. Hopefully the last segment uh will maybe give you a bit of a taste yeah so without further ado we're going to start into this segment that we like to call current events it's based off of a uh particular activity that we hold fondly in our hearts from history class and that some of our watchers may uh may uh understand the idea behind and it's going to play a little bit differently when there's only two people to give thoughts about it however We've got some some pretty spicy news for you guys, so take it away. So our first story that we are going to be covering is the whole viral trend slash meme slash all that good stuff about Area 51. So based on my research and what I've kind of heard about this whole start of this meme is it gained a lot of traction through netflix uh debuting a documentary a few months back i believe uh titled bob lazar area 51 and flying saucers so this was a documentary about some kind of weird netflix documentarian guy who finds this guy called bob lazar which back in the day he apparently did some work with Area 51 and witnessed flying saucers, and he's a scientist that's pretty credible, and he kind of leaked all this information about Area 51. Um, and ever since this documentary came out and kind of gained traction, it turned into something much, much more um, that Drew actually knows a little bit more about. Drew, how about you take it so- from here? I actually had never heard about this Netflix documentary. Trevor's the one who introduced it to me. I still haven't watched it because I, I have. Uh, it's, it's it's interesting. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, documentaries I always find interesting. I just haven't had the time because it's it's about aliens. And it's I from what I understand. So here's if, if those of you I feel like everybody knows this story. But um, so what happened was this this user on Facebook created a page called uh, Let's Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> and it uh, it got a lot of traction. Two million people worth of attraction 
And that's just that's just the people saying they are going. There's an extra 1.5 million people that are interested. <laughs> and in the description, it says, if we Naruto run, we can go faster than their bullets. <laughs> so it's this is clearly a, a joke post. But in in the the meme age we uh, find ourselves in, it went viral and a lot of people are committed to doing it just because it's something to do. And yeah, some people genuinely much. believe, oh, and there's this other like side meme about it that uh, <laughs> that the aliens inside of Area 51 are going to be super hot and that what? they're going to really? storm Area 51 and they're going to get some alien smush is one of the phrases that I've oh, man. heard being thrown around. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah. And there's, <laughs> it's it's one of those things that's just not going to go away until it passes. I'm pretty sure it... Um, when is the event? Like in a week? I was just about to say, uh, September 20th. Oh, when I know, we still got a month or so. Yeah, we're more than a month out. It's mm. it's it's going to happen. Maybe we should Maybe we should hop on this bandwagon and start start planning out yeah what could go wrong you know know, yeah i mean we could only what like get shot for trespassing on property that that's written into the law that you'll get shot if you (laughs) trespass who'd have thunk um one more thing i wanted to add i didn't watch that documentary the bob lazar one but um i watched a uh youtube memory it was a small 10 minute video about a town that is closest to area 51 it's a very small town like a hundred to a thousand people kind of size yeah. and they are like they're in a panic trying to prepare for all the people coming because oh, no. they're because what started as a joke means it, when, you, when you're talking about two million slash 3.5 million people interested in doing this there's bound to be a percentage of that who actually go oh yeah and a percentage of those people who actually try walking into area 51 and a percentage of those people are going to be shot (laughs) and when you're talking about 3.5 million people that's bound to be a pretty isn't it isn't it in the middle of nowhere as well yeah like you gotta like go down like a one lane dirt road for what like a couple hundred miles to even just no get to the area it's from this town that they're talking about i'm pretty sure it's like a i mean it's it's more if you've seen photos of area 51 from uh from space or from satellite it's it's it looks mostly like an airport and it's got a lot of like flat land around it yeah and it's like next to a mountain but the town is from the non-mountain side so it's it's a straight shot is my point. Oh okay. Quite literally. <laughs> it will yeah. it will take a straight <laughs> shot to shoot anybody <laughs> trying to storm Area 51. Yeah. And they said what kind of running style will prevent the bullets? Oh yes, uh Naruto run. Yeah, um, speaking of that, I <laughs> in <laughs> elementary school there was a fellow classmate of mine that um I guess she was really into what would that be under anime? Anime uh, run. Anime, anime running. Or just well, anime would that in be general. Anime? What was I don't she even know. Well, she did that run style. Whenever, whenever we did like a PE, like the track <laughs> contest, she would do that run style, and I guess she thought that that made her go faster. 
I don't know if she was like outrunning bullets, but maybe it helped a little bit. You maybe think? we got to learn from that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. Everyone's going to Naruto run. And oh, I think there's this picture of like the battle plan for area 51. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to look it up real quick, but it's a battle plan and it's showing the, um, uh, like the <laughs> battle strategy. Here we go. Oh, there's a YouTube video of it. Oh, here we go. I found it. There's a, it, it looks like a, a freaking uh, Roman, like, battle map. And they've got, like, these rectangles that show what battalions everyone is in. Oh, my God. So here's here's who we're talking. Here's our, uh, our lineup for Area 51 2K19. Uh, you've got the Kyles, who have a monster energy buff. Um, the anti-vax kids. People, people armed to the teeth. So I assume uh, open carriers and stuff like that. Oh my god! And then you have the the OG Naruto runners, and it looks and like they're the- all they're all coming in from different angles. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a oh my gosh, it's so a full-on battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got the Karens, which are the "May I speak to your manager?" type people. Got crackheads up front, uh, <laughs> rock throwers. Uh, furries um, right behind the crackheads <laughs> and then there's a whole bunch of squares on the other side in purple and it says rest of us sneaking in safely <laughs> oh my gosh good stuff have you seen gangs of new york uh i've seen the one super famous scene yeah this this set this is just like the opening scene from gangs of new york <laughs> so they got all these new york gangs and they just emerge in one area and just kill each other incredible well smart i i think we've uh clapped enough alien cheeks for one day let's move (laughs) on to our next story (laughs) our next big current event topic disney remakes we're done with them we're done we're over it disney stop 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 it it. it's so much quit while you're ahead you've got freaking lion king coming out that's our crux for today's story is lion king but um we've got what came out right before that uh aladdin aladdin came out with will <laughs> i was about to say will ferrell <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a very maybe that would have worked actually <laughs> that actually could i could totally see will ferrell as genie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um that would have been a very different movie. <laughs> um, Jungle Book also. Yeah, Alad- Aladdin's less less. Uh, you had Beauty I, and the Beast. Yeah, a little while back. Some upcoming movies include Mulan. There was a trailer that just released from that. I think that looked bad. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? Um, All of these back of Notre Dame. I haven't seen the trailer for that, but I I assume it's going to be the same like cookie cutter visual oh, yeah. style. Yeah, like this this extra is extra CGI. Like, yeah, like this is a lit. Like these these few that I'm about to read are ones that haven't debuted a trailer, but apparently are in the works. So Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lilo and Stitch, live action, Pinocchio and Little Mermaid. You know what? all of these remakes kind of remind me of as far as their visual style their uh extra extra cgi kind of kind of flavor marvel movies no they remind god no i wish um no uh they remind me of the last airbender 
where, oh. where like the casting is <laughs> the it, really bad one the yeah the live action last oh, airbender God. i actually watched a analysis video about why it was so bad and it, <laughs> and it and i didn't realize i needed that sort of validation in my life oh my gosh but um there's like the slightly bad casting like i think they were gonna oh yeah there was like a uh, there's a, a petition on petition.org that's like why didn't they cast Mulan as a black woman? Oh and gosh! And like that's a whole separate they just thing. Want to shake everything up. Oh, and uh, isn't the Little Mermaid gonna be a black woman? I heard something I about think that. So I think I heard something about that too. Yeah, um, I, but that's not the part that we're done with. We're done yeah. with the fact that like the whole idea of this. Yeah, we are. We've reached the dark ages of our our cultural well. <laughs> And now it's just, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're just retelling this. It's, it's the same thing, the same thing. I, I, I went with Aladdin with my, <laughs> went with Aladdin. No, I went with my sister to see Aladdin as a birthday gift to her and she enjoyed it a lot, but me myself, I was just like, why am I here? <laughs> Outside, outside of you know providing a gift to her and you know taking her a movie that she likes <laughs> you to should watch have just and left that, in the middle of the movie and said no no you're having a good time just yeah stay. yeah you enjoy it and I'm, I'm gonna get home. a drink yeah no <laughs> I it's just it's the same story and I mean and and it's, look Disney has some great stories like Aladdin is a great movie you know Little Mermaid all those princess stories they're all great you know Lion King was fantastic. Was it? Why? Oh, oh, you're thinking of the, the originals. The originals. The originals. I'm talking about the originals. They were all fantastic. The fact that they're simply making them live action, just and cranking them out Marvel style, just it irks me. I'm actually I, sorry. Go ahead. And I and I get it. Like they're they're making a crap ton of money because they're appealing to the global market, and people in China are gonna want to see you know lion king live action because they have nothing else to <laughs> nothing else to watch <laughs> okay maybe People i should have said that are gonna but... watch Mulan. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but i i get it from a financial you know it's side, guaranteed it's it's profit it's you're you're just you're destroying creativity i'm actually more excited about the sonic movie than i am for any of these because <laughs> really? because i don't know what that story is gonna be other than gotta go fast that's 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 it isn't jim carrey in that yeah and i think everybody as far as i know the general agreement is that he's the saving grace of that movie right now as far as hype goes because he he wears dr eggman super well and mm-hmm. he's he's always played like a he's always had like a a crazy bone that he flexes you know right because that's how bones work and uh he um you know dr eggman's supposed to be a little bit crazy so also well, it's yeah. just he's just got great character design for that not like sonic himself which i'm hoping they fix uh, but the reason i thought of it was because i saw a picture going around and i'll i'll try to wrap this up but um I saw a picture going around of somebody who somebody redesigned uh, Simba and a whole bunch of other characters from the uh, Lion King movie. And they made it seem like, like it could have been so much better um, because 
the new Lion King movie looks like you're just watching natural National Geographic, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, if if some guy can do it, then you know, professionals surely can. How how did he make them look better? So like in the uh, in the photo that immediately comes to mind, if you think of uh, or if I think of um, Lion King, it's like Simba and he's standing on a rock and he's got like beady eyes and he just looks like a cat, like, yeah. you know, like a little baby tiger. Mm-hmm. The edited version has his eyes bigger and uh, gives him like pupils and like makes him look a lot closer to how he looked like originally. As if they so, took so the that, old... So that's exactly it. It's just like, oh, you know how to make this better? Go back to the original. <laughs> well, I Let's mean... not make it, like, if you're gonna Make it a cartoon. That's the thing about remakes, is you have to decide whether or not you're gonna take your own artistic direction with it, or if you're going to try and be faithful story-wise to the old one. But Lion King was such a perfect movie... I, I feel like it's one of the most universally loved movies initially. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. why, if you're trying to make a, it's different if it's another person or another entity having a take on Lion King, but that would be like, it's the fact that it's Disney doing it again, but telling it differently. Like who's, what's to say that they don't make Lion King again in 10 years and tell a whole different story and then that it just goes down a cycle and 10 cycles later lion king is actually about an empty paper bag from a quiz nose you know <laughs> the point is it can keep adapting and coming a different thing each time but and i don't think that they made it a different thing i think they literally told the same story word for word pr- practically that's their problem is they're just remaking the same old stuff and just just making it live action. I'm kind of stomping around on thin ice because the the Rotten Tomatoes score for it is like 52%, which means out of the <laughs> out of the four listeners we have, two of them don't like my don't like my take on it. But um yeah, we're just I'm I I would like to see some new freaking stuff, please. Yeah, they got money. They got writers. I like to imagine that we're actually behind a news desk and like they're, <laughs> they're giving us these these prompts and we're reading them all, or we're reading them, but we're just ignoring them and just talking shit about the Lion King movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that sounds about right. All right. So last, we're going to move on to our final of the current events, uh, which we're going to group together in a category called rapid fire in which we're just naming off three current events that we find of interest. Uh, we're not going to dive into them quite as deep as the first two, um, and just kind of highlight over them real quick. Uh, but they all definitely stand out. First one that we're going to go over is Pompeii, apparently the great archeological site of Pompeii has at least 10 unexploded World War II bombs that are still buried underneath it. Drew, your thoughts? Uh, I would hate to be living in Pompeii. I think it's not as good of a place to live just based off of uh, historical events. Um, right. <laughs> it seems to be, I mean, every, it, it seems to be blowing up right now, but I just, I'm not that interested <laughs> in it. <laughs> You got volcanoes to worry about, and then then you got bombs underneath you. It's just what an explosive place to live, you know. 
Yeah. I didn't realize that they still have, um, they still have like the bodies of the original explosion. Oh yeah. Yeah. They got enveloped in that volcanic ash and you can still see them. Next story. Uh, Tennessee police confirm that meth gator post was all a joke. Meth gators aren't real officials say. So y'all might remember back. It was kind of a viral trend that, some policeman was like, hey, guys, you need to stop flushing drugs down the toilet because we're causing, <laughs> we're creating meth gators, which I guess gators live in the sewage in Tennessee. And The, the post read, Tennessee police ask residents not to toss drugs down the toilet, saying it could lead to, quote unquote, meth gators and stoned waterfowl. I didn't remember that one. Waterfowl? Yeah. <laughs> you could have some cracked up ducks. Ducks live in the sewage systems in Tennessee. I mean, that's what I. I don't know. Or ducks um, live everywhere. It, mu- it must go. It must go into the rivers. The sewage. Tennessee. At any rate, uh, the idea of a cracked up alligator hanging out with a uh, a crazed duck definitely qualifies as news, in my opinion. Terrifying. Last story. Yes. Drew, how about you take this one again? Because you found this one, and oh. <laughs> I am personally terrified by this story. Yeah. Seven-year-old boy has 526 teeth removed from his mouth. And unlike his teeth, I'd like you guys to let that sink in. <laughs> uh, 526 teeth. I think we have 32, naturally. Yeah, in a seven-year-old's mouth. It's, seven not even like, mouth. it's not like a basketball player's giant mouth. It's a kid. Trevor... Will Trevor straight up refuse to look at the pictures of this? I don't want to see a kid with five hundred teeth in his mouth. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't see that, but there's a there's a X-ray that you can't really quite tell the whole teeth situation. You can tell his teeth are definitely fucked up, but um, <laughs> his uh, what gets my attention is this photo of a uh, of the doctor spreading out all the teeth on a mat. And oh Lord. In order to fit them all on the mat, he like spiralized them as he take them out, as he took them out. And the spiral has one, two, three, four. It's like a two foot by two foot spiral of teeth. And there's like seven layers of them. And some teeth that he's pulled out are like the size of a, a fully pop popcorn kernel. And some are like the size of a grain of sand. But in between it's just all these teeth and it's the grossest thing i've seen in a while Ugh. but i sure hope that uh, that kid's doing okay it was a seven-year-old boy from india and uh the unusual surgery was performed at savitha dental college and hospital in chennai india i wonder how long that took to like remove what 526 teeth well the article doesn't say and I'm not, I don't have any medical training, so I probably couldn't guess to tell you the tooth. To tell me the tooth. To tell you the tooth. That's good. You like, you like that? I do. I do. All right. All right. I like it so much that, uh, let's end this segment. So really excited about what we're about to do. Uh, next we have this, um, this thing that Trevor and I have been working on. We are on our season finale as we have stated a few times and we thought it would be nice to go through our favorite moments and uh 
and list them out to you guys. Maybe we can all have a few laughs on the way. And there may be a surprise award for a particular moment uh, at the end. But uh, Trevor, why don't you explain exactly what it is we're going to do? Yeah, so we're going to be kind of going down memory lane. Uh, Drew and I have gone through these past, I guess, nine before this one episodes of season one of the Weekly Grill and picked out our favorite moments from the show. Um, These moments may be funny moments. They may be interesting moments. They may just moments that stood out to us. Um, and we're going to, so what we're going to do is we're going to name them off, uh, from our fifth favorite to our number one favorite. And then like Drew said, we got a bonus one at the end and we're just going to play them off for you. Some of them might be specific clips from the show. Some might be kind of little compilations from like a particular story of the show or a story or something like that. We're going to play them for you. And then we're going to do a little bit of commentary on them and just kind of reflect on all these different moments. So, yeah. Drew, you ready let's, to get into it? Let's take it away. All right, so let's begin. Starting with number five of our five favorite moments from this season of the Weekly Grill, we have titled this moment as Trevor Saves Drew from Certain Death. So this is a moment from episode four uh, in which Drew was telling myself about uh, a job offer that he received via Facebook that came with uh, a lot of red flag risks. So uh, play the clip. I don't think you should pick up this job, Drew. You don't think I could? One (laughs) one last detail I'd like to highlight. Just like a cop thriller, you'll be in mock scenarios involving muzzled dogs, blank firing guns, (laughs) simulated explosions, and other loud noises, paintball-type training ammunition will also be used to more effectively simulate real gunfights. Oh, so you can get attacked by like a freaking German shepherd. <laughs> they're supposed to like nuzzle you or something because they're muzzled, but like, uh, yeah. If you... I don't care if it's a German shepherd attacking me, I'm going to be terrified. Oh, yeah, even if it's muzzled, it's yeah. getting screamed at by a German shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So it goes without saying, but I did not take that job offer. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe I, not thank God. Part of me kind of wants to know how it would have gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have had a great story to tell if I had gone. But, man, the the post alone was a story enough for me. I don't I don't need any. Uh, what was the name of that guy that posted that again? He had, like, some weird name. He did. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was. Oh, but that's too bad. Yeah. I just burped on the show. <laughs> Next clip is uh, self-titled, The Time We Solved Basically the Only Issue That Matters. This was a very, very deep-seated debate, and it uh, it riled a lot of people's feathers. It, it transcended the show, actually. I had a lot of conversations about, uh, about the outcome of this debate, but... <laughs> Uh, the future of America depends on it, so I figured it was an important conversation to have. So let's take a listen. So cornbread is taking the structure of bread, which everyone loves. Who doesn't love eating, biting into like a nice, fluffy, moist thing of bread? And it combines it with the flavor and of kind a of vegetable. crumbly 
crumbly texture of corn. Who doesn't like corn? I haven't eaten in at least 12 hours, and I couldn't touch cornbread with a five-foot pole. <laughs> really? It's disgusting. It is, it is food of the beach. It is <laughs> taking your mouth and shoving your whole head into the sand. Well, what, what are your thoughts on uh, fried cornbread, like uh, corn dogs? I hate corn dogs. I I you don't hate corn dogs. I, I just I almost like them more than hot dogs. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just <laughs> love corn dogs. Give me a corn dog and I'm happy. Every 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 fall I go to the state fair of Texas and I get a corny dog because that's what you do when you go to the state fair of Texas. I have literally. You know I what? I am transported into heaven and then go back to earth once. The corn dog has been consumed. Well, corn in my dogs belly. take me to a different place. It's not <laughs> you go the other direction. I go the other way, <laughs> and when it's gone, I go back up. I feel like we need to have more episodes in person. Like, I don't know how we would do it, but I think the reason why that episode was so successful was because was we were. Person. Yeah. Well, it was also just a really good debate too. Like we, we were both. It was something we were we were passionate about. Your conversation and what you actually say, what we actually say, changes a lot when you're within stabbing range. <laughs> right. It gets a little bit more heated. <laughs> I'm still um, mad that you think corn dogs are better than hot dogs. They are, and I, I don't understand why you hate cornbread still. It's, 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 I see the bait that you're it's putting unexcusable. down. unexcusable. If I take the bait then we will be at this the rest of the episode. So I say <laughs> that we move on to, to number three. Let's not reopen this can of worms. <laughs> so yeah, number three. Our three number three favorite moment from this show is titled That Time Drew Gave Dating Advice. Oh boy. So this is from episode two and Drew tells us a little bit, a little story about a uh, what not to do when you are um, asking a girl to be your lover on Valentine's Day. Take notes, fellas. But you have a carnation story, right? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is less of a story and more of a teaching moment. So Listen up, kids. Yeah. Never, uh, the, the moral of the story is never buy two carnations for two girls that you're interested in. At the same Basically, time. <laughs> you're two, you have two crushes, and also they share the same class. And also, it's Ooh. the class that the carnations are delivered in. Also, oh, no. <laughs> you're delivering your own carnations. So you just sort of walk in what? in the middle of class with two flowers in your hand. Oh, and then you walk shoot. across the room, and you're like, excuse me, excuse me, as you're trying to get to your <laughs> crush no. number one's <laughs> desk and give her the carnation. And then you, uh, and then you fucking waddle, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And you knock over somebody's <laughs> pencil box, and and then you're helping them pick it up. And then crush number two is on the other side of the room, and then you take a breath, and you're like, "For you." And, <laughs> so, and then you awkwardly leave and go back to your class, and it's like, "Why did I do that?" <laughs> did either of them respond in a favorable way? Well, I sort of, I played it off as like like oh we're friends like <laughs> but it, like it was so transparent that like i liked these people these uh, i liked both of these women 
and like I just God, it was just a, a mess. I still cringe when I think about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a great story, though. <laughs> uh huh. For your listening pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I still can't believe that that you did that. I mean, you, that can... you thought that that would be, turn out okay. I mean, it did. I mean, I didn't lose a hand or what. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just one of those everybody's got like elementary school stupidity stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that love episode was probably one of the more fun ones just because of how self-deprecating it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, wait, there were a lot of juicy stories and juicy moments on that. Yeah. I think that was one of one of our more popular episodes as well. We've got we've got more juicy stories on the way too. Like the oh, uh, we do. It's even in the even just in the romantic like category. Not that elementary school romance is romance, but uh like I, I told Trevor a story that I won't be sharing right now, but I told him a story about a similar, of oh, I shouldn't have done that, or like an awkward date in middle school that he d- he was surprised that I hadn't told him before. I was shocked that we've never talked about this moment. Yeah, but that's just uh, maybe down the road. That's just a teaser. Number two is what's next on our list of uh, favorite moments. This is our our silver medal for our favorite most. Uh, goofy most memorable moments and this was actually the same episode that uh we had our cornbread debate in and it in in retrospect that cornbread debate was only supposed to be like the first it was supposed to be an intro to that episode and this was supposed to be the meat but because we got so wrapped up in cornbread it took like (laughs) it took like half the episode (laughs) pretty much (laughs) oh my god i can't imagine how long we were actually talking about it versus how much we edited it down right at any rate uh this is the clip where that this is titled that time we threw out our voices have a listen our next impressions are shaggy and scoob from the old uh mystery scooby doo so we're gonna start with because uh, <laughs> i can't even... let's start with an easy one okay yeah. Scooby. Scooby. Super easy. Rut row. Rut row. <laughs> rule number one of of Scooby is rut row. Rut row. Throw an R at the, at the beginning of raggy. most words. <laughs> rut row raggy. My, like, and certain consonants are excused. Because like, rut row raggy. Ray 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 row. My ray ray Rafi raver is ranch row <laughs> it doesn't sound quite right. No, that doesn't sound very good. But so, I know you do it really well. Like, try like mixing the <clears throat> with <clears throat> with the row. Rut row, rut row. Now lower. Rut rut row, rut row, row. Ends with a ooh. Rut row, rut row. Yeah, yeah, we're getting it. Rut row, raggy. Let's try shaggy. Like Scoob, I uh, that wasn't a very good impression, yo. It's like a little constipated. <laughs> that's that's how Shaggy sounds. Hi, constipated, like that. How was yeah. that? Try it. Try the like. Like Scoob. Like Scoob. You have to like. And- like Scoob. Like Scoob. No. 
like, yeah, I too much that was myself. really good. Like, Scoob! Like, Scoob! <laughs> sound like a car horn. <laughs> so, like, Trevor, your Shaggy and Scoob impression, I think, was by far the worst. Yeah, really rad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I think maybe if you had a Scooby snack and just sort of let it sit in your throat a little while, your your voice would have the gravel it needs. I guess. I don't know. I don't have much many more notes. Yeah, you're, you're kind of running out of material there, Raggy. This is by far our most cancerous episode. But I love it. And a cancerous episode it was. <laughs> Almost literally, because we sounded like we were smokers using those like th- throat machines afterwards. Yeah. You're like, ah, Trevor, we shouldn't do this anymore. Oh, yeah, we lost. I I didn't lose my voice, but, man, I was hoarse after that episode. I didn't even, I didn't realize how hoarse I was until you were like, Keith, you sound, you sound like you swallowed (laughs) saw blades. And the funny talking about the funniest thing about that episode now thinking back to the recording we recorded in my car outside of my front house back back in my hometown people were walking by and it was humid as hell because it just rained and it was sunny and like the windows were like fogging up on the car and we had to like roll them down and uh yeah we were even though we were having a good time we were we were suffering from the voices and from the from the heat but, but we yeah. got through it and that turned out to be our most successful episode Somehow. and what were the two what were the two stories or what were the two countries that like it really blew up in like all over the world for some reason there was two particular ones it was like <laughs> paraguay and ukraine yeah latin america and like russia yeah we got so, an uh, international audience from being shaggy and scoob pour out some vodka or i'll have a i'll have a vodka and tequila shot for you guys appreciate appreciate the randos out there tuning in how you should ask for a vodka and tequila shot in your uh, shaggy and scoob voice right now (laughs) okay (laughs) in honor of our international viewers like this one's for you russia can i get a uh fucking uh can i get a vodka tonic yeah for Latin america can i get a tequila hundred proof can you, can you garnish it with a scooby snack <laughs> okay trevor why don't you introduce our number one moment Will do, Scoob. (laughs) Uh, So, leading up, our number one favorite moment. And this might be a bit of a surprise, because it's a bit of an unusual moment, might I say. Our number one moment is titled, That Moment Where We Put Our Entire Friendship Into Perspective So We Paused the Show. So this is from episode three. Also an in-person recording episode. And uh, Drew and I got into kind of an interesting 
conversation, would you, would you say? I'd, I'd say stabbing range and leave it at that. Yeah, uh, go ahead and play the clip. You've been to Austin a couple times, actually. I you have. came down when I was a freshman in college as yeah, well. Yeah, back when we had a better friendship, uh, I would visit a lot more often. And uh, it's this is the first time we've seen each other since basically dropping off of each other's radar. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, it's been a couple years. So it's the radar thing? Like I, I, what do you mean? Well, it's been a couple years since since that last meeting. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll. we'll I don't know about the radar thing. Yeah. No, it's not that I didn't know you existed. This maybe this is a little too personal. <laughs> All right, everyone, we got it figured out. Uh, yeah. So, Drew, what is today's topic? All right. So, uh, <laughs> so the story with that. Why did he just that? attack me like that? Huh? I was just like, I was like, why did he just attack me like that? I wasn't that? attacking you. I yeah, just, you were. I was just I like, a, yeah, you've been to Austin a few times. And you were like, yeah, when we had a better friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was more like, it was more like. Man, we haven't talked in a while, and we don't keep up with each other. Maybe some self-awareness would be a good <laughs> spice to, oh, I just dumped the whole bottle of it <laughs> into the stew. <laughs> like, So I was like, yeah, we barely talk. Yeah, I mean, you're basically an associate now. You're not even a friend anymore. <laughs> but, We're business uh, acquaintances. I, th I think we both really liked that moment in retrospect because it was so, like... Oh, yeah, was, we were we were not on the same page at all and it like just it just completely became apparent to both of us in the middle of our recording <laughs> it did it did i remember like right after it like like right when we put in that beep and then the the music and everything like immediately after that we just burst into laughter yeah we were and like, we immediately were like we need to like add that like on hold music to make it sound like we had to cut away <laughs> yeah it was we worked it out. It wasn't an issue, but it still is one of our favorite moments just because of how it played out in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it was just so it was just so bizarre, you know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so those were our favorite moments. Uh we do have one more thing in store. And uh since we've sort of just been patting ourselves on the back for the last 20 30 minutes, maybe like 15 minutes, uh we decided that we would give a award out for a very special person. Uh, they are a teacher in our neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. They are a influence on both of our lives, just because we both knew them in high school. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they're, they're just killing it right now. Yeah, they're just in a every great, way. They're a great person, and they were super uh, wonderful su guest on the show. Yeah, they're super Gave receptive. Great insight. Yeah, man. I couldn't think of a singular person more deserving, deserving of this award than and can I get a drum roll please in the and edit it in. Don't actually do one. Okay. Here's here's the drum roll. The award for favorite guest goes to Sarah Robinson. What did I say, Sarah? <laughs> I said I said I think I want to teach. Nope, nope, that's not what I said. Okay. Yeah, explain it to me. Come on, come. Well, introduce, introduce oh, okay. Sarah Introducing. for the listeners, Kevin. Okay, 
Every- Not everyone knows who she is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So play the <laughs> play the game show music again. <laughs> Woo! All right. So this is Sarah. She is my significant other, my my girlfriend, my pride and joy. Ew. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin was having, you know, as you do, an existential crisis, <laughs> and. I looked at him and I was like, okay, if money weren't an option, if that had nothing to do with anything, the title wasn't even there, like, what do you want to do? What is the point of your life? What do you want your purpose to be? Oh, and th- no. And then I said, I think I want to inspire others. And you, like, looked at me and you're like, yeah. Well, teach, duh. Like, you looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, she wanted, and she said, you should be a teacher. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I should be a teacher. Oh, yeah. I guess Kevin was in that episode, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that that last uh, award was kind of a joke. It's it, We still we still have uh, genuine thanks for Kevin for joining on to our show. We just wanted to give you a, the old razzle-dazzle. Uh, and, and thanks to Sarah, too. But uh, Kevin put some time aside in his day to record with us for that episode six. And we got a lot of uh, heartfelt commentary from him about teaching and his his journey. And I think it's important to say that he actually just started um, as a full time teacher for yeah. um, R.L. Turner, I think, R.J. Turner school. Uh, yeah, somewhere kind of in that area. Yeah. And he, so he's he's moving on up. and We couldn't be more freaking proud of him. Well, not only that, Drew, um, Kevin and Sarah, since this, uh, since that episode oh, yeah. six, have uh, they're engaged. Yeah. So I congrats guess to them. Congratulations, you guys! If you're listening, you guys both get this award. Made <laughs> two. You get it so, together. Yeah, there's two ones, but really, it should just be one big one because y'all are one unit now. Well, not, that's not what... yet. They're not married yet, but. You're getting three. One big one for after you're married, and there two little go. ones for right now. Much better, much better. Yes. Hope you liked that, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that was our award show. Um, we've got one more thing, and it's a little different. And I'll let Trevor explain, but I, I don't think it'll require too much explanation. Yeah. So this is um, probably our most out there segment that we're going to do, well, at least in season one. Come season two, we're going to be a little bit more experimental with our show. And of course, we're still kind of figuring that out. But one of the things that we're going to try here is this segment idea called 15 Minute Free For All. So it's literally just going to be Drew and I talking for 15 minutes, no script, no editing, nothing. Just whatever pops up, we're going to flow with conversation for 15 minutes, um, and hopefully something interesting will come from it. Um, If you don't notice, by the way, this show is pretty heavily edited (laughs) to make it very with the smoothness and also keeping it moderately appropriate um so this will be an opportunity for uh i guess some unfiltered takes and uh 
hopefully some interesting commentary will come from it. I got a timer up and ready. You ready for this, Drew? Yep. All right. Counting down in three, two, one, 15 minutes begins. So I think I'm just going to scream for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Does this mean that I can vape and you don't have to edit it out? I guess you can. Yeah. How about how about I move the mic away from my face? There we whenever, go. Whenever I hit that vape, so it's less it's less like this. <laughs> so yeah, Drew is addicted to nicotine. Fun fact. Fun fact. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it. I don't I, do it. It's my second piece of advice. Uh, compared Outside to the, of the Valentine's advice. Exactly. Yeah. I think people are going to be surprised by how often I avoid vaping in the show because this 15 minutes is going to be like heaven. Y'all are, it's, going to be, it's going to be half me doing this or the other half of me actually talking. Right. Well, I guess kind of keep it to a minimum so it's not yep. distracting the yep. listeners too much. Of course. Much. Of course. And this course. also happens behind the scenes, guys. Trevor does uh, get very uh I do very so much editing. I do so much editing. If you only knew, there was one episode where Drew had a pocket knife out, and he was <laughs> Trevor, flicking it. This episode, I found it, and I did, and I clicked it once, and I was like, <laughs> "You did?" I had it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna fold." I found this open, and I'm not gonna fold it back up because that's it's gonna be audible. And like, I went into a trance, and when I woke up, it was closed, and I don't know when I closed it. <laughs> So there's gonna oh, be a no. there's gonna be one moment in this episode where you're just gonna hear, <laughs> you'll be like, there it is, that fucker. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh... Yep. So, um, man, what else do we? Fifteen we, we... minutes. We've, we barely talk to each other about stuff other than the show. This is going to be a... No, that's not true. We we catch up. I mean, our, we're basically not even friends at this point. Oh, shush. We're I feel like we've fallen off each other's radar. <laughs> I, I feel like these would be better. I think this is good. This is good. You guys having fun out there? It's different. It's probably... I'm guessing it's kind of like whenever you... Um, Whenever you ride a bike without the training wheels for the first time, and you already learned how to ride it without the training wheels, but like you're still not very used to it, I'm guessing it's kind of like that, where it's like cool yet somewhat uncomfortable, and you can't really turn the bike very well because if you do, you'll fall over. Does that metaphor make sense? No, not. <laughs> uh, well, I it mean, made sense I, to me. The training wheels aspect does, but the whole turning and oh, that didn't. When I, I was learning to ride a bike, and what you mean the by training I wheels already, came off. You confused me when you said you already knew how to ride a bike without the training wheels. Yeah. So why would you? Because when you take the training wheels off, seldom do people put them back on. Exactly. So were yeah. you just like? Were no, just I like, did not. So you, in my, you took them off. You learned how to do it well, and then you were like, "Well, that was fun, but it's better to be safe to <laughs> put, them, put them back on." No, no. What I meant, what I, what I meant to say was like. It's like learning. It's like riding a bike right after you take the training wheels off. Being there that now you know how to ride without the training wheels, but it's still scary and difficult to do so. 
Because I don't know how it was for you when you learned to ride a bike. It took me a long time to learn how to ride without training wheels. And I remember that, like, I finally figured it out. And I could ride the bike, like, straight. But whenever it came to doing turns, like, that was really difficult. Yeah. And I would, like, fall a lot just doing turns and stuff. And I one time got really angry and, like, because I fell off my bike and I, like, threw the bike and stormed off in front of my parents so that was a proud moment bikes are stupid <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> that I, was pretty much it i think i still have a scar on my knee a lot of i don't know what it is about my upbringing in that whole category of, of the topic but every time i tried riding the bike um my uh i would always get a scar on my knee i still have a scar on my knee from really? when I tried to ride a bike, it was a big scar. Um, but shoot, I was gonna say something. Um, oh shit! My dad's calling me. Keep it in. <laughs> what He's calling fuck? you? Yeah. Here you we wanna go. You want to put him on the show? Yeah. Don't edit it out. Okay. Hey, Dad. What's up? <laughs> yes, I am in the garage. <laughs> now you know where Drew records. Um, no, I've never had it to where an email shows up on my. I should probably. Uh, so you're on the show right now. Should you put him on speaker? Yeah, and and it couldn't have come at a better time because we just have this. We just started this new segment called the 15 minute free for all, and the <laughs> one rule is that we can't edit. So when you called, <laughs> I w- he picked up. I would have normally been like, "Oh, Trevor, pause the episode. My dad's calling." But now you're on the show. Um, <laughs> hello, ev- Dad says hello, everyone. Mm. All the contacts are there. You can do a test. It shows up on your phone, but it doesn't show up in your inbox. So I'll leave that one for you to review with your So, why don't you repeat What's the, the dilemma? Because I just put di- you on speaker, and so they're only just now hearing you. But okay. So what's the whole... So, mm-hmm. Alright, so we, well, I'm putting in a ticket here. We've got a technical difficulty. Mm-hmm. Emily's father has got a new computer, and we set up his computer, and it's Windows 10, and he has a Roadrunner, which is a what, a thousand years old uh, <laughs> email account. We set it up, it shows the contacts. Uh, we do a test where we send to ourselves test, and it goes to his phone, which he's already got set up, but it does not show up in the inbox. Does he, um, is he, can he see all his previous emails in the inbox, or is it just the new one that's not there? Uh, no, I mean, he can see some from June, but not the newer ones. Try signing out and signing back in. Sign out, sign back in? Yes. We tried that. Have you tried restarting the computer? Yes. We tried restarting the computer all the way. We tried signing out, signing back in, signing back in, passing in two different passwords. One did it password let? Mm-hmm. did not work. The other password worked, and it shows all of his contacts. But hmm. he's not received that computer. His 
Is there a, something going on with a setting? Um, I would try reinstalling whatever. Um, are you using the built-in mail app in Windows 10? Google, Google Chrome, through Google Chrome, the internet. Okay, well, if it's through the if it's through Chrome, then you may just want to either refresh. I mean, refresh or you've already started restarting the computer. Um, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like Roadrunner's fault, to be honest. You said it yourself; it's a billion years old. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe getting a new account, like a Google account, probably. Yeah, I think he should get a new account. Um, So. I'm going to let you go. I could talk to you more about this later. Um, okay. It might not be a right now fix, but, uh, yeah. Very good. Have a fun show. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Trevor says thanks. Wow. Of all the times <laughs> I've been called. I don't think I've ever been called during the show from no. a, from somebody I know. I've gotten some random numbers, but. Yeah. Wow. That couldn't. How much time is left? We got six minutes. That just gobbled up our time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So that's my dad, everybody. And uh, we were talking about um, bikes and stuff and how I had scars. And I forgot to mention that that was what we were doing to him. But um, did your dad used to push you like one big push whenever you were learning to ride without training wheels? I, I, I think so. Or I think you like kind of like you'd hold on to either the back of the yeah I think it was the back of the bike like where the seat is that and right. would just kind of run with me I guess and do it yeah that's a fond I feel like that's a common fond memory that guys and girls get when uh, they think of it Mark. wasn't it so wasn't very like, fond for me. The bike thing, I I did. It took me so long to learn how to ride, and it was frustrating for me for whatever reason. But yeah, that's the guy that used to push me. So, yeah, and he was he was he was um he was making the whole like put in a ticket thing. And I've been working. Okay, so just a kind of a side story. It's not super interesting, but that's that's my prerogative since <laughs> since it's a free for all. But um. I've been like, I've been starting this new job working IT for this company, and ever since I started, um, people have been coming up to me, not my friends and like people my age, but like everyone in my family who's like in that age group where they don't know how to use technology has been coming up to me and like asking me to help them with things. <laughs> and it's Just like that call. It's so stressful. My dad's pretty good at like saying like, oh well, I got this. I can figure this out. I can Google this. He's not too out of touch, but the computer that we're setting up is for my stepmother's father, and he's at that great-grandparent age, and, like, it's just been a night. I literally came home from work one day, and I was just ready to pass out, and he was here, and he had his computer, and he was like, I, it's not, it's giving me a message, and it wasn't booting up, and I was like, okay, let me look turned out his hard drive was dead and i said so when did you get this computer he said oh i got it like a year and a half ago it's pretty new this is a the original um os that was on this computer was windows vista which if you don't know is from like 2006 2007 (laughs) oh my god (laughs) 
did this stuff come out? 2006. So, wow. uh, I, I got it pretty right. It was like late 2006. But so the point is, this computer was not brand new. This computer was a refurbished uh, machine, or maybe even just a used machine. And whenever I'm like, I, I, I don't like. My point is, I don't like doing what I do for work <laughs> when I'm not at work. When you're not at work, I get that. I get that totally. Unless it's my own stuff. Right. That's the reason I chose this in the first place. Is I like messing with my own settings. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know how much I like editing videos outside of outside of work. Like I used to enjoy it a lot, and I mean I still do. Well, you know, while I'm working, but I guess when you do something for so long during the day, you don't want to do more of the same thing people after are, you're done with doing it. <laughs> people are versatile. Humans, we're not, I feel like humans aren't designed to do one thing. That's why no. we have, that's why our, we're so dexterous and we've got mm-hmm. opposable thumbs. Yeah. You know, you can, you can take that thumb, you can, you can put it up your butt. You can take that thumb and use it to call the president and, and give him the, the launch codes. And uh, <laughs> I like how the first one, first thing that comes to your mind when you think of a thumb is sticking it up your butt. It's really hot in here, guys. I'm, I'm as I said in the phone call, I'm in the garage and today's high is 102. Ooh. And there's not much insulation. Uh, just pretend you're in a sauna and you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'm in a sauna, I've got my towel, I've got my thumb. <laughs> it's going up my butt. <laughs> How about not? Well, the sauna, the sauna sucks. Oh, Can't put I'm my sorry. thumb on my butt. Yeah. We got one minute left, Drew. I will let you have this, because I have completely monopolized the time. Okay. Well, with this one minute remaining... Um, I just want to say that uh, this podcast has been an interesting journey to think about, you know, because I remember. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I approached you with the idea, I think back in January, um, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts for a couple months up to that point, And I was just like, you know what? I need to need to have a creative outlet and um thought it'd be a good idea and i messaged you about it and then we started planning and all this kind of stuff and put a lot of effort into it so it's interesting that's coming to an end trevor you and i have on and off been working with each other in in the creative space let's see do we count kcby or do we count the video projects we made before I, I say count it all. Count it I mean, all. Since okay. freshman year so of freshman high year. school, then. So that's so 2010. Nine years? Nine years. You should have a... a uh, Ten-year celebration. Yeah. Unless we fall off each other's radar. Yeah. Radar. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, our 15 minutes is up. <laughs> no kidding. It Just literally like that. is. We fade into that good night of season one. Yes. How was that? I liked listeners, that. Listeners, Andrew. Oh. 
<laughs> I like yeah, Drew, shut up. Let the listeners talk. <laughs> Initially, you were just like, what'd you guys think? And I'm like, I had a pretty good time. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Tell us in the <laughs> comments what you thought. <laughs> right. But how did you feel, Drew? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. I think um, uh, the overarching feel is I liked it because it makes me feel a little bit more free as far yeah. as uh as far as where we take our content and i feel yeah. like most most uh podcasts really follow that uh mentality too because i feel like a script script the smaller the content and by smaller i mean shorter or less uh yeah just shorter um is where the really tight um scheduling thing really shines because you're trying to cram a lot of of uh, content into a small time frame, mm-hmm. so it's important to get it right. Right. But I'm I feel like we really shine with like the free. But we aren't the high school kids that like basically just turned on the camera and said this is the week the grill and take it from there. <laughs> sort of sort of uh, format that we had initially. Right. right. So I think we can get by with with. Uh, the 15 minute free for all and if something interesting happens like somebody gets a phone call or maybe your apartment catches fire in the middle of it well too bad it's no editing you gotta keep going well i suppose that's it yeah wrapping up this this show in this season uh just want to say again As we said at the beginning of the episode, thank you for listening and following along with us. Uh, Season 2 should bring about a lot of good change, some experimentation. Uh, Drew, I think you said off recording that this is Season 2 is kind of like the brother of this show. It's going to be, and I don't know if I can pull this point off as well as when I initially said it, but um, if I could... If I could foresee what the second season is going to be like, it's going to be like a as if it was a brother or a sister of the first season. They're completely different, but if you look really closely, you'll see the commonality. Mm-hmm. Um, but our main our main idea behind season two and moving forward is to get a little bit less um, a little bit less planny, a little bit less scripty, um, mm-hmm. but still have interesting. Um, things to do with you guys yeah so, uh, and we look forward to and we've got a couple of guests coming up we've also thrown around the idea of having it be just a guest show i don't know if we will follow that through or not but um probably not but but i, I would do, say that we will have guests, more guests on it probably be more frequent than what it was last season as in one guest well technically two but one right. guest episode <laughs> yeah Thank you guys for your your love, your comments, your kisses, and uh, thank you for uh, your 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 insight, i.e., Facebook history not being all that great. <laughs> and um, again, we're really looking forward to season two and having you guys on board for the ride. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, continue to follow us and be a part of our lives and. Even with the show gone, still support us from afar or from a close, depending like a, on whether or not we actually know you in real life. 
we know all of you. We look into every single viewer. I actually, the reason why this took so long was because I went to Russia to track down Dimitri. <laughs> Up in Uruguay. <laughs> With Jose. Thanks, Dimitri. Thanks, Jose. Goodbye for now, and we will see you when season two comes around. Season two! Have a good one. Well, guys, the barbecue's over. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud to be notified of our weekly shows. We look forward to you joining us next time on The Weekly Grill.